Horror. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute 37, which begins with a dead Romeo kissing Juliet back and ends with <laughs> Nicholas telling Martin that they attended by the request of the inspector, not Martin's invite. And we have a guest back with us, Brian Green. Welcome. Hello there. And uh, yeah, so this is this is our big uh, show-stopping uh, closing number on. Uh, I gotta tell <laughs> you, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Love Fool really works in this genre. Yeah, in this cover of it being like a sh- like a kind of cheesy musical kind of number. Yeah, che- um, cheesy show tune yeah, kind you, of thing. You almost forget that it's actually like a bossa nova kind of song. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, Maybe I've seen this movie too much. but even before we get to that we get uh juliet uh apparently the poison on his lips they don't it doesn't work (laughs) because she uh she just takes his gun and then uh uh shoots herself in the head by going bang they're just too (laughs) horny for each other scott yeah uh i do admire how lucy punches bang is rather like angry and mournful like it is the bang itself that like is killing her (laughs) Yeah, uh, I love during this show-stopping number, all of the NWA are all exchanging looks at each other. Like, yeah. oh, we're we're definitely killing them, right? They're, they're like dead. everybody, we're this we're good happening. with this. Like, like they need yeah. to go. They need to go. This oh, is oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can never sit through something like this oh, ever again. Oh, we don't even need to have a meeting after this. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're, right. We're, this is the meeting. Right, we're let's, having it. Let's all just let's all just get the costume and, and meet in the alley. Um. Who 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 wants to do it? Do we want to we want to draw straws? Like what do we want to do? Take volunteers? <laughs> Who's killing these fuckers? Paul Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman is. You see, like kind of the finger, kind of like you. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh uh yeah. I I I I love it. But then also. It's hard to see them because it's very easy to get distracted by Nicholas's abject horror. Oh, that it's, comes it's, across his face. It, it really is the benefit of, of being able to watch it minute by minute. Yeah, but he, yeah, he is he is horrified. Uh, yeah, what's Rightfully great is I think so. we've all, <laughs> yeah. What's great is I think we've we've all been there, especially with live theater. I, I mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're just like, what you know? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, it's uh it's it's I think it's hilarious though. Oh, like it's amazing. I yeah. I think all I think all Romeo and Juliet uh all Romeo and Juliet stage productions should end like this. I will say <laughs> any high school that does this now <laughs> baller. Yes. Like it's the legendary status if they end their production with literally this. Oh man. It's going to be my uh, fall show next year. Let's do it. Great. Oh god. 
But only if you call it Boz Lorman's William Shakespeare's <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> or or even further back, an homage to Boz Lorman's an William Shakespeare's Brian Romeo Green's plus an homage to Boz Lorman's <laughs> William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I'm doing it. Anyway, go ahead I'll and go uh, get that. Thank you. Okay. I will. You know what? If you did that, I would fly out to come see it. <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. This is called, well, like he says later, he says that it was three hours. So right, which the is, fact that yeah. he calls it an homage earlier mm-hmm. made me wonder if it was even the whole thing. Yeah. But apparently it is because it was three hours. I, without speaking out of turn, I once lived in a theater community where a person did like very not that big rewrites to a production of, of Christmas Carol that he was directing. Mm. And he credited himself as a co-writer next uh, to, alongside Charles Dickens. Oh man. Wow. Did Dickens write a pl- the play version though? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it's definitely a short story first. Like right. A novella. That yeah. was the original format, but I don't know if he ever like personally authored a stage version. I know he would read them live. Because now Neil Gaiman does it. Yeah, but he's, he's just reading the he's just reading the, the novella, the, the novella yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Every year, a ghost <laughs> possesses. I'm going to go back to the. It's my Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to the length of the play because they said it was three hours. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the at, in the opening of Romeo and Juliet, they say it is uh, the two hours traffic of our stage, meaning it is a two hour play. I like to think they added an hour of musical numbers. <laughs> exactly. I, well, I'd no, because like then they wouldn't be so surprised by the ending if that That's were the true. Case. <laughs> I, I think I think they're just very like slow at acting. Like they're very slow or, and plotting. Or like, but, look, but she's like, quick. She figured out so quickly that he was dead. <laughs> yeah, because it was over. Yeah, it was over. <laughs> we're done. But instead of speaking, they wanted. She was excited to get to the kiss yeah. and to the. To the musical number. definitely the part they rehearsed the most. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, if, you know, rather than speaking the speech, they just are like saying the lines like children reciting it. So yeah. it probably did take three hours. That's true. Um, what can you tell me about Love Fool, Nick? I, I, I can tell you a little <laughs> bit about Love Fool. So I can tell you that it came out in uh, 1995. Oh. Uh, it was actually, uh, it, it was, I didn't know this at the time of watching the movie. Uh, but it it was on the soundtrack to Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made that connection in two thousand seven. Oh, I see. And it was also in the soundtrack to Cruel Intentions. That I didn't know. That I just think of. Uh, isn't How Soon Is Now on the Cruel Intentions soundtrack? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's in like three movie soundtracks. Yeah, uh, and every episode of Charmed. Every single episode of Charmed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, oh, I had her name. Uh, Nina Person uh-huh. of the Cardigans, yeah, uh, was uh, came up with the song, wanting to write a, a slow boss. One of the song to have a slow bossa nova feel, uh, and remarking that sometimes the biggest the biggest hits are the easiest to write. Mm. And uh, the song reached number two on the charts after the release of uh, Romeo and Juliet, which was two months after the song's release. That makes so sense. It was bolstered by the movie's popularity. That makes sense. That makes sense. This was, uh, I mean, this came out in the in the high, the like the high time of uh, movie songs, of 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 songs on movie soundtracks becoming huge hits. Definitely, which isn't a thing anymore, really. When was the last like movie song hit that we've ever we've had? 
Well, I mean, shallow. Happy. Despicable Me Too. Yeah. Uh, happy? I don't even know what because that is. Because I'm happy. Happy. Drop along no idea. If you feel what? Well, you don't have. You don't have kids. You're not around kids. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no wow. idea. I'm happy for yeah, you, man. I don't. That's. Wow. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's. Uh, I don't think that's a. I don't think that was a huge hit. It I, was. It, it was huge. I, I, I'm envious of you for being blind to this pipe pop, but objectively, it was a huge. It was a huge like commercial hit. Okay. On, it was on the radio for like upwards of two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Uh, they performed it at the Oscars. <laughs> it was, I probably if I knew if I knew I I don't know a lot of those songs I don't know what they are. Um, yeah, especially even when they're nominated, I'm like I don't know what this is. Okay, uh, and that's why I don't ever think of them as like big hits. And like Shallow, I don't think counts because Shallow is like in the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. a. It's like a song that within the world of a movie. Just like I wouldn't account like a song from. I guess Let It Go. Well, well no, the, Let It Go is the context of the movie. Well, no, I don't Inspicable, know. Inspicable Me Too, a happy place because Groot's happy that he's uh, going on a date. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's 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 a soundtrack song though, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like the characters singing it. This is a good Pharrell song. <laughs> yeah, it's not that, right? <laughs> Turn it up, girls. It's not that, right? No, oh, I don't man. think so. Okay, I'm okay. just still in marvel that you, you you missed Happy. Yeah, I have no idea what that song is. Cool. <laughs> if you guys have any questions about Scott, first Scott, <laughs> send him an email. Back to the, uh, uh, <laughs> the future. Yeah, we'll go back to that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know because I was just thinking like at this point you had like you had this song you had um uh what it what is it um, uh I don't want don't want to miss a thing. Right, Armageddon. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't want to miss a thing. You, Men like, in Black. Yeah, Men in Black, Wild Wild West. I was so uh-huh. upset when Men in Black Three didn't have a song at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a Pitbull song. Yeah, which is almost worse. Although the the <laughs> song, the song, the Men in Black Two song was uh, questionable. At you best. know what? I and this isn't my original thought. I've seen this on Twitter, but I really that'd be really cool if like Janelle Monae did a song for this new Men in Black coming out. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, she wears suits a lot. True. Uh, so Scott, you're yeah. not a fan of Nod Your Head? Uh, no. Black Suits Coming, parentheses? No. Not good, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. Can I say something kind of a weird observation? Um, the montage of, of Danny and Nicholas's drinks being prepared, or mm-hmm. just they both look really good. Well, they're, it's, it's proto the world's end transitions. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Definitely. It, it's, it's, it, I, I don't think they're as good. Mm-hmm. The world's end transitions yeah, are much, but, much better. But just like the drinks themselves, like yeah. Nicholas's cranberry juice, like, oh, that actually looks like really refreshing. Yeah, sure. You said that the last time they poured a cranberry juice. Man. I think you just need to go get some cranberry juice, I think man. I just need to stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so start drinking so much coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also remember from one of the commentaries that, uh, uh, Timothy Dalton's backslap on Tim Messenger was very real and it kind of hurt because, uh, Timothy Dalton is such a, a massive, strong man. That makes sense. It looked like it hurt. He has a grimace on his face. <laughs> yeah, real fear. Real, real good, good playing to get theatrical. Real good job playing B status. Yeah. Tim Messenger's headlines are. Uh, What's his deal? Is he doing a bit? Is he? Does he not get what he's saying? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Oh. I think. Everyone in this town, except for the NWA, are all idiots. I think. I think that's the only explanation. That's, are you saying kinda, they're justified? <laughs> not justified, the, uh, but like well, you know, you're right. It is kind of a Wonderland situation where they're really until Nicholas, there really isn't a straight 
man, like a person who kind of like because then you hear uh, Skinner be like, oh, what's troubling is there are real actors in this town. Like Marty was a Dexter and straw dogs. Yeah, I I okay, so there's there's um They're all a little deluded. Uh, Gre- Greg and Sherry. So this yes. is my question about the politics of the of the local theater scene. If Greg and Sherry are the uh the understudies to Martin and Eve, and Greg and Sherry are considered actual actors quote unquote, uh, for being an extra in straw dogs and a cadaver in uh, prime suspects. Prime suspects. Uh, why were they not the leads? That's the thing. So I think this goes back to the weird internal politics of the Amdrams. Yeah. I don't think, I think this, I think, I think uh, 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 Blower, Martin Blower is like kind of a Joffrey figure. Where they don't like, no one really likes that he's on the throne. I think, I think the Andrams maybe used to be like, oh, they do like really lovely productions of like Little Women and like Charles Dickens or whatever. But then like this guy came and made it tacky. Well, why are they? Why are they just now getting rid of him then? Like, why didn't they get rid of him years ago? I don't know. How long has he been in town? Politics, you know. I guess they have a list. They have a they have crusty jugglers. Lots to do. Oh, I thought of it. Maybe they just recently started their uh, affair, and maybe that's part of it. That's true. Like, yeah, maybe they're like, oh, now it's tacky and gross and sexual and repressed. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Like, what was the deciding factor? Is it like their PDA, the play, how bad the play was? Their their decorum? Yeah, because you can't imagine that any of his other plays were any good. Yeah, like, this isn't like the first bad one. Yeah. Also, who directed this play? Did he direct it? I I bet he did. Yeah. Like Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Going back to, to Messenger's headlines, sure. I think he, mm-hmm. he does know what he's saying in these, because later on in the movie, they say that he, uh, that the paper was essentially tabloid journalism now with him as the. Oh, right. Yeah, because he has these like New York Post style headlines all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then why is he asking permission about for them? Like uh, why? Why is he? Why is he saying them as if to be like? Uh, what what do you think th- about this one? I th- what I about think, this one? I think it may be more of like an opinion thing. Mm. Like, right? Is this good? Right, but why is he asking his opinion I if it's if it's secure. tabloid journalism? Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> either one is going to make him look bad. So. Oh, I thought of another. I thought of an example to your question earlier, uh, oh. and you'll like it. Sun, uh, Sunflower from Spider Verse. Oh yeah, it's like that's the, it's like the number one song on Spotify. For I a guess while. okay, yeah, fair enough. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a recent one and a good one. Um, but yeah, no, like there's a lot of holes in this, and I'm trying to fill them. I don't. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not trying to like. I really want to make sense of this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so he he's he's offering Nicholas these tacky headlines. We think intentionally. We think kind of maybe having a laugh, maybe like. Or he's just like, because because he was going his uh, his his previous suggestions at the schoolhouse were more like, well, weren't they also inappropriate? Yeah, they were very inappropriate. Okay. Like it was it was that he wanted him to put him in handcuffs, put the teacher in handcuffs, so like Harley Quinn's appropriate. Oh, so wave think, your stick about. Yeah, I think he's just I think he's just oblivious. I think he's just thick. I I think so too. That's yeah. that's also what I think. <laughs> I think he's I think he's just a moron. Um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's. I think his. He's turned the paper into tabloid journalism by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like because he's so just by by incompetence. Simon Skinner seems to think that it's this sort of nefarious, like deviancy, but yeah. it's really just incompetence. Yeah, it's true. We just saw him in uh, Kid Who Would Be King. Yeah, he made a fun little cameo. Adam Buxton. Yeah, 
It's very true. Um, Man, they're still thinking about how weird that play was when when Tim Messon. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine that uh, Nicholas isn't isn't wishing that that was a harder drink than what he has. Brian, do you have like a memorably excruciating theatrical experience that maybe you want to share? Oh, trying to think. Uh, there is one that's in my mind. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, oh, uh, it, yes. Okay, I remember the name of it. It was called Hedatron. And okay. it was a production of... Uh, this this new play, and this woman was abducted and taken to this island that was inhabited only by robots, and okay. she was forced to perform Hedda Gabler, the play Hedda Gabler, for mm-hmm. all of eternity by these robots. Okay. And I had a friend who was playing one of the robots. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. And How was... Yeah. I, 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 I walked out of there. Just, I have no idea what the fuck that was. And it was so weird. It was <laughs> upsetting. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't think of uh, any. Oh, no. You know what? I went to I went to a really, really, really bad. And I can't I don't know if it was the if it was the production of it or if it, it were if it's just that I hate this musical. But it was uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And it was un bearably mm. awful um i'm hoping it was and, like I'm, I'm hoping it was just the production because i i really enjoy that if it's a good production yeah i think it was i think it was just bad the guy that they played jesus couldn't sing and so he was just screaming everything oh um like a like a like a hair like a hair metal scream Ow. yeah yeah exactly i can't hear you bk broiler yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it was awful um and i i, I wanted to die uh it was it was awful, and then it was uh, there was also like stuff like um, um, I don't know if this was like part of like the normal thing, but they they like had him like dragging the cross across the stage, and they had um, the the actor playing uh, King Herod. No, the the the, the Judas? betrayer Judas was like standing on it, mm-hmm. like the whole time, like singing his song, oh, okay. and like standing on the cross as like Jesus is like trying to drag it across the stage. Got it. And it was just like it was just like really like heavy handed and all of the songs were bad and just everything about it was awful. Um, (laughs) So that's the one that I'd say like, that was, that was, I was, I was, and apparently I was like the only one. Cause I was just like, during the break, I was just like, that's awful. Right guys. And they're like, what? Uh, Oh, okay. One of those. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Those experiences. Oh no. I'm alone. Um, Yeah. Luckily, luckily uh, Bethany also agreed that it was awful. So at least I had her to talk to about it. Um, But it was, uh, whew, man. Uh, and a friend of mine was dating the guy that was uh, that was uh, da- was was playing Jesus, and it was uh, it was it was it was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that was embarrassed that was, Christ. That was my that was my uh, that's probably the worst experience I've ever had uh, watching a watching a play. What about you, Nick? I remember one time uh, I can't remember why because no one I knew was in it. I think we just heard that it was like we're workshopping a musical. I go, oh, that'll be interesting. So we go. I think this was like in Fort Worth. And um, it was like, all right, everyone. Uh, it was like they're all gathered around in chairs kind of on stage, like a reading. Mm-hmm. And they had like their binders of scripts in their laps. And like, okay, we're going to we're doing, gonna do a reading. We're workshopping this. And they start reading. And then they get to like, well, here's a song about being afraid. And then everyone stops. And a stagehand walks out with like, 
like the kind of stereo that you keep in your garage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The, yeah. You know, like one of those ones. And no one knows what that was. Like push open, you know, like <laughs> the anyway, push open the, CD, yeah, the sorry, CD top. Yeah. In a podcast. yeah. <laughs> and then presses play. And then like a, a hand recorded, like piano version of the song plays. They couldn't even pull a piano on stage and do no. it live. And then everyone on stage, <clears throat> the cast just kind of stares off into space with you as we all listen to the song. Like, oh, 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 it's an entire pre-recorded song. It's like the accompany. It's like the like presumably maybe even the composer. Like, oh, it's on the be afraid, gotta be afraid. And then someone would like <laughs> press pause, and then they would go back to the reading. Oh man, oh, okay. that's awful. I mean, that's that's not even a real play. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yikes! Theater, theater, theater. Anyway. Let us know about your worst uh, theatrical experience, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at them all just <clears throat> planning the murder as they walk past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The NWA. <clears throat> absolutely. They can't wait to kill him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, then Martin comes over and is uh, very smug about him accepting his bribe, his gift. Right. And then uh, uh, Nicholas is very quick to point out that, no, they're here because Jim Broadbent didn't want to come. Yeah. <laughs> We're only here specifically because Jim Broadbent did not want to be here. I want to watch Midsummer Murders. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's minute 37, I think. Um, and uh, guys, uh, you probably shop at Amazon, right? DuelingGenre.com slash Amazon is the, the link you should go to when you do shop at Amazon because every time you buy something from that link, we get a little cut of uh, what you're buying. Uh, it comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. And uh, we uh, we appreciate it. It helps us. Uh, you know, it's it's a little it's a little bit. It's only a little bit. But um, when a bunch of you do it, it's a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, if everyone listening to this did the, did this, uh, we'd be, uh, we'd be, we'd be making probably at least as much as we do on on our Patreon. So yeah. that'd be nice. And we can do all <clears throat> bring that back. It all comes back to you, the listener. Right. We can get uh, new equipment. We can uh, have m- more time for uh, Geek uh, by Night, Geek by Night, and uh, other podcasts. So go to uh, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon and uh, buy stuff through that link if if you're going to anyway. And uh, we'd appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute 38. For the greater good. The greater good.